Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Danielle Moody. And I'm racially tinged Wajahat Ali. <laughs> Sorry, so my bad. What? That was a racial flare-up. I apologize. Let me yeah, let me go put on and my whitewash that I just got from CVS. Please. I sent you a bucket of whiteout, and I would oh. like you to start using it. Um, Waj, I don't know where to begin today because so much is happening so quickly on a regular basis. And mind everybody, um, we are not in the 2024 cycle yet because it's still 2023. Oh, my bad. I forgot. But let us um, let's kick things off uh, with a remix, uh, a rewind on um, the latest and greatest fanboy of the far right who is Vivek Ramaswamy. <laughs> now, you have said before, and Waj, because you are a child of Pakistani immigrants. Um, and the you, sole culture ambassador of all brown people on Earth. Of all brown people on Earth. Um, you are recognizing the mixed bag that we are seeing with fascistic propaganda mm. not only being laid in the laps of white americans mm. but you are all are also experiencing the fascistic tendencies uh and ideology of those that share your complexion <laughs> so let's unpack this shall we tell the people what exactly is going on that has vivek ramaswamy who by the way, just received a cease and desist from Eminem. Don't use my shit, um, which happens all the time with Republicans thinking that they are going to be cool. And then they are like, no, we don't fuck with you. Especially that rich man in Richmond song, which is the best thing ever. They use that song and he's like, I was I sang this quasi racist song about all you rich millionaire Republicans who are on the debate stage. And they're like, hey, but you're still kind of Republican because you hate black people. So we'll embrace you. Yeah, we'll embrace um, you. Tell us about your cousin, Vivek. Okay, my cousin, Vivek. <laughs> uh, of course, we're related to each other. And uh, Vivek Ramaswamy is that Desi kid that all Desi kids knew growing up. Mm -hmm. That son of rich, privileged, suburban immigrants who was deeply insecure, really wanted the hottest girl to like him, but she never did. A smart guy who used his privilege to ultimately succeed and has tried his whole life to gain the love and admiration of the people he covets, but will never invite him to the party. Uh, mm. Basically, he's one of those individuals, if you're a person of color, you know, the cultural <laughs> validator, the person who tries to be cool and hip by singing hip hop music, but doesn't know a black person, uh, a, a person who will put his hat sideways, but then chide the, the blacks for uh, not pulling up their bootstraps or their pants. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Vivek is the type of guy who is a chameleon who will literally be your etch-a-sketch desi, your etch-a-sketch token, who will literally be eyeballs and teeth on a billboard for you and parrot what you want him to say to get close to power. Aspirational whiteness, model minority, the cultural validator, the token, the Manchurian candidate. He is the guy who has no substance, a man who hasn't voted Republican since I think forever, a man who there's a video that just got released from 20 years ago where apparently he he was in the Q&A in the audience and he was raising oh his God. hand. And he was talking Amazing. about, why, why should I vote for a Democrat? Shouldn't experience matter? And you're like, uh, what experience do you have? A guy 
who is a quote unquote biotech engineer, even though he's not. And he made his money basically off of being a predator and hawking failed medicine, failed, I believe, Alzheimer's medicine, right? He sold it before it was revealed that it failed and basically screwed everyone, right? Like it's totally useless, ineffectual medicine that did not help anyone, but he was able to sell it and make his millions, much like Elon Musk, right? And now realizes in very, you know, he's not stupid. That's what I want people to realize. He's a smart guy. He's cynical and he's smart and he's a phony. He realizes, I know where the Republican Party is. The Republican Party was Donald Trump. So he does his best, what I call Las Vegas review impression of mm -hmm. Trump mm -hmm. in the uh, Republican debates. And like I tweeted, my tweets are there. I said before looking at the polls, they'll love him. And guess who got the biggest bump, right, from, from the polls? Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, who, by the way, is Hindu. Uh, and a report just came out today, and I'm not surprised by it. We were just talking about right before we started recording, that even though he's Hindu, Hindus are making alliances with mm -hmm. white Christian evangelicals. And this goes back to what's happening in India with the rise of Hindu fascism. And Hindu fascism is aligning with Israel and Christian evangelicals to promote the strongman authoritarian right-wing politics going against a shared enemy. In this case, it's the Muslims. Uh, and I can tell you, and this is, I say with deep sadness in my heart, I have noticed the rise of these fascistic tendencies mm -hmm. in the past 20 years in America when Modi, the prime minister of India, who, by the way, folks, people forget, for nearly 10 years, Modi, who is now the leader of India, was denied a visa by the United States of America. Do you know why, Danielle? Um, I have an idea, but I would like you to tell <laughs> because me. Because of his role in the Gujarat riots that killed more than a thousand people, because of his excessive human rights violations, because of his record of being part of the RSS, which took inspiration from the Nazis, to part and parcel of the hard right fascistic, you know, Hindu right in India. And uh, now he's coveted and they love him because, hey, India is a big market. And I can tell you that a lot of the Indian immigrants, the Mal minorities, the folks in the suburbs, love them, their Modi. So look at, look at the brown people being courted by MAGA. Vivek Ramaswamy, Kash Patel, Ajit Pai, Nikki Haley. And now it's brown on brown war because Vivek is mocking Nikki Haley for changing her name. So this is what we're dealing with. Tokenism white supremacy, cultural validation, and the realization of Vivek that I could get close to whiteness. They'll like me, but they won't love me, but it'll get me enough to maybe be a Fox consultant or contributor or maybe in a Trump cabinet. And all I'll have to do is throw people of color, black people, immigrants, and my own people under the bus. I'll reverse that bus. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Move away from the mic, Wajaha <laughs> Ali, because it is on fire. Um, I that was a read like I have never seen a fucking read. Uh, if, that was top if, of the dome. We didn't even prep that. That was if, pure. If my dreams were to ever come true, it would be a debate stage with you going toe to toe with Vivek and Nikki Haley. And just tearing them to shreds. I don't want to see brown on brown crime, but I'd pay for that. Um, let me tell you something that 
when I was trying to stomach that debate mm. and I'm watching the performance of Vivek Ramaswamy, because that's what it was. It was a performance um, because he's been watching Donald Trump. They all watch Donald Trump. And mm. if you see them, they all have their own inflections to try and be the tough person in the room. That's right. But when Vivek had said on the stage, let's just have fun. We're here to have fun. That's right. I'm like, you motherfucker. Mm -hmm. We got a place, a city that is just burned to the ground. We have hurricanes. We got wildfires. And you're standing on stage telling us that climate change is a hoax? Telling that shit us, eating grin. Telling us that, oh, climate uh, innovation has killed more people than climate change ever will? With your fucking obnoxious shit-eating grin that I wanted to smack off of that man's face. And I don't mm. believe in violence. Let me just put that as an underscore. Figurative, but let figurative me tell you slip. something. Figuratively, up and down the fucking stage. And what I realized is that this is the Republican movement. As somebody had said to me uh, in, a, in, a, in another interview this week, is that it's not a Republican party. It is now a movement. And it's really hard to stop a movement if you're not aware of where they're trying to move towards, right? All of them, not one of them on the stage is about democracy. Mm. Not one of them is about truth. Not one of them is about science. Not one of them is about facts. That's right. They are about performance, above anything and everything else. That's right. But the thing that they're not performing, that they're actually succeeding at, is the rise of fascism and authoritarianism in this country that we are seeing from Tennessee to Florida and all of the places that are in between. In Tennessee, I want to get to next. You have a Tennessee Speaker of the House who once again has silenced one of the Justins from speaking mm. who just won their seat back that was wrongfully taken from them from the expulsion that happened in the last term, physically pushed him. Seen right? the video. Because, it's because on video. This is, because this is what Republicans are doing now. Um, and has just closed out the session. Emptied the chamber, closed out the session, and you're seeing white mothers being dragged, dragged by police. Young, blonde, good-looking white moms, the most favored unicorns in America are being dragged out. Not black folks, good-looking no. suburban white moms in the South. So when you see this imagery, and before it was okay, mm. right? The dragging, the beating, the silencing, because who were they doing it to? Black people, brown people, indigenous folks, mm. so poor people. So anybody, they don't give a fuck. But now, it's Karen and Rebecca mm. and Jill. And they don't understand what the hell is going on. So tell me, as we're seeing this rise, are we also seeing the great awakening because these folks are realizing that these Republican white men, they're in it to take it all. All of it. I, I think so. The optimist in me believes what I have said on this show and what we both have said, 
is that this country is underestimating the rage of women. And as we have said, that the, the victory, their crowing victory of Dobbs is going to be a Pyrrhic victory, uh, as we predicted, and we predicted correctly, which is why, uh, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of money, is because we've been consistently right about everything and make powerful people uncomfortable. That's what my parents said, actually, right before I called. My dad was like, you know the reason why you're not further ahead in your career? I'm like, why? Because oh, you shit. say the truth and you piss <laughs> off people. And I think you're kind of incapable of bullshitting, which is which is probably why you would have been much further. And, you know, he, they, they were supporting me, but they were just like, you probably would have made a lot more money. I'm like, yeah, but I can't do it. He goes, unfortunately, you can't. You're just, you're just incapable of it. Because you, you and I know, the, yeah. the, this is what people yeah. don't realize. You, know, you and I know we can make money overnight if we spin the Vivek narrative, especially yes. with you and me, the way we look. Are you kidding me? But we're here to tell you the truth. And, and so the thing is, the truth is, I think, the GOP overplayed its hand. And when white people see white moms, good looking mm-hmm. suburban white moms being dragged out for folks, if you haven't seen the video, they're civil, they're sitting down, they're not saying a word, they are literally quietly holding up a sign. Yep. Nothing more. Nothing more. That was enough to trigger. All right. And the mother was shaking with rage. So you, not just you got like good looking suburban young moms, you got angry suburban moms. All right. Never piss off angry suburban moms. I could tell you as a kid who grew up in the suburbs. Um, and now they're like, oh, wait, didn't Colin Kaepernick get blackballed for quietly bending a knee? Not, that was OK because he's a black. Um, uh, they're doing that to my mom. Oh, and they're taking away our, our rights. And oh, look what's happening in Kansas, Danielle. And look what happened in, in uh, what was it? Oh. Iowa or Ohio with uh, abortion? Ohio. Ohio, right? So you got that, plus you got the Donald Trump case, plus you got Vivek, who, yes, he riled up the MAGA base, but like you said, he just disgusted you and annoyed you. And when he looked at the poll numbers, it was those two extremes. MAGA loved him, but folks, mm-hmm. MAGA's the minority. The majority, yes. even women, were like, this guy is just obnoxious. I want to punch yep. him in the face. So I feel like, you know, we're, we're pragmatists on this show. Uh, not doom and gloom, even though we try to keep it real. Yes, there's a rise of this violence. We'll talk about also what's happening in Jacksonville. But when you see this happening in Tennessee, folks, Tennessee, mm-hmm. if I'm a Republican, that's a bad look, Danielle, especially leading up to 2024. I'm freaked out if I'm a Republican. That's I my take. You- And I think that you're right, because what I want to believe and and everybody knows me, knows that I carry but a mustard seed of hope. Right. right. But I also wouldn't continue to do the work that I do if I did not believe that this country has the ability to change, that people have the ability to change, to live up to the ideals. Right. And that why we are seeing this type of forceful, violent pushback. And we will get to Jacksonville and, you know, UNC and these things that mm, just continue. UNC, gosh. That, I, you know what? Even, I forgot about happen. UNC, Danielle. Right. Gosh. These, these things that continue to happen is because we reached a moment in America where progress, mm. real substantial progress was being made. That's right. Right. We had, and I, and I, and I, people, everybody wants to look, and I, I actually did this because I'm working on a project right now. And I went back and I looked at uh, a viral clip of mine from 2016 on election night, where I said on Canadian television, 
that the election of Donald Trump was white supremacy's last stand. Mm. And then I was on a panel. David Frum was next to me. And David said, well, Danielle, how do you say that? Right. Because I forgot what his response was. Right. He says, how do you say that? How can you justify saying that when Barack Obama was president <laughs> for eight years? Post-racial said, America. And Remember I that? said, Barack Obama was president for eight years. Just I, like in my mind, I was like, was president for eight years, just in the same way that we had 12 years of reconstruction that followed 100 years of fucking Jim Crow. That's right. You have eight years of the nation's first black president and what we got in return for that, for same-sex marriage, for toughening regulations for uh, climate change, for women having uh, uh, closer to equal pay mm -hmm. with the Lilly Ledbetter Act, when you have women that are able to enter into combat, when you have trans people that are able to, to fight for this country, you look at all of the progress that Obama was making and that scared the shit out of the white patriarchal supremacist in this country that said, no, no, we can't have it. So what do you get in response? The white lash. There you go. Right? And the violence. But I hold on to the hope because what we have to understand, and this is why they don't want you to know history, because right. they don't want you to know history. Why? And I saw this great meme. They don't want to teach history because they're hell-bent on redoing it. That's right. And so if you understand history, though, you know that this is cyclical. You know that there are patterns. And we should have fucking protected ourselves because we should have been able to predict what was coming next because the Tea Party and birtherism told us. It, it's interesting that you said that. I didn't know about your viral Canada video, but I, I think this is why we were destined to host a podcast in 2016. BBC NewsHour, which is their primetime news show, invited me, and I said something which I wish there was a, rec uh, a, a, a recording of it because it, it trended a little bit and it was big news. I said Donald Trump it represents the, the death rattle of white supremacy, and the white host was like, white supremacy? Like, literally, it's like he, he had never heard these words, you know, smart guy, but he was like, well, I don't understand. What do you mean? And it just goes to show you this cultural, racial, educational illiteracy that has been deliberately fostered in America to divorce uh, the, the brutal, violent reality uh, of American racism from the American myth, the American dream, right? And so the fact that he responded with such like he was, I, I might have been speaking Klingon. He's like, what do you mean by that? And then I, I spelled it out and so many people responded like, thank you for saying this, right? People of color know because we have to survive it, right? Yes. And in the yes. past six to seven years, now this is one of the, I guess you have to use dark humor for dark times. What are the strange positives as a result of the absolute just friggin' catastrophe of the Trump years was everything that we were quote unquote complaining about forever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People, white people finally said, Oh, you're on to something with mm -hmm. xenophobia and Islamophobia and the murder of George Floyd. Oh, black people are being shot and killed. We had no idea. We just thought Trayvon and, you know, uh, Mike Brown, whatever. But, oh, you guys weren't just whining. And if you're a student of U.S. history, and especially if you are on the margins like we have been, and you're fighting to center yourself in the narrative, you know that for each step, like you said, towards progress, there has been white rage that will yep. choke hold us back. The yep. 
optimists who are pragmatists say for every two steps forward, one step back. The cynics say for every one step forward, two steps back. Case in point, Mm -hmm. Florida, the laboratory Mm -hmm. of white supremacy, where they're trying to re-win the Civil War. I, I say the Civil War never ended, right? And you see DeSantis, and what has he done in the past few years? Banning uh, DEI education, right? Penalizing people to do it. Don't say gay. Stop the woke act. Diluting black voters. Oh, now banning AP psychology. And oh, also banning AP African American studies, because apparently, Danielle, it has no merit. And then what happens in Jacksonville? Surprise, surprise. Mm -hmm. What happens in Jacksonville, Danielle? The thing that you the thing you predicted on this show. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. right? The thing that you predicted on this show was a shooting at a dollar store in Jacksonville, Florida, that took the lives of three black people at the hands of a white supremacist whose weapon Mm. was wrapped in SWAT stickers, who had multiple manifestos Mm. that used the n-word right there was no part and parceling no hmm, hemming and humming is it racially tinged is it a dye job is it actually real right how do you know what's in somebody's heart because believe people when they fucking tell you and show you who they are that person left their home their neighborhood went first to an HBCU, Mm. a historically black college and university, the security guard saw the tactical vest that that motherfucker had on and said, oh no, you're not coming here. Thank God. Called police, but by the time they were alerted, three souls were gone. Mm. What happens next? The fucking audacity, (laughs) the audacity of Ron DeSantis to show up at a vigil that was being put on by the local council members and representatives, black people being out for black people. This motherfucker comes up and was booed in such a way he had to stop speaking because there is, as everyone has said, and as you and I say, a direct fucking line between the rhetoric, the policies, and the assassination of Black lives that is happening on a regular basis in this country. A direct fucking through line. They all emerge from the same ideological infrastructure. I mean, let's not forget what we were talking about last week, and now we've all forgotten about it because there's this in UNC, was the, again, white mother of nine, straight white mother of nine in Pasadena, who was murdered by another unhinged right-wing nut who, according to his social media profile, was radicalized in part by the same ideological poison, right? Like Infowars and all, just all of it. It's all the same crap. And he decided to go kill this woman because she had a pride flag outside. So the enemy, if you've been paying attention to, is the liberals who are, who are part of this international sex trafficking ring funded by the Jews trying to make 
uh, all the boys into girls and there's a gay agenda and then there's invaders who are Muslims and Latinos and black people. All of us are the enemies. You see a white woman get killed last week. You yep. see three innocent black folks killed. You look at the profiles of all these people parroting all of the right wing, insane, hateful conspiracy theories that are now mainstream folks. Yesterday, Tucker Carlson on his Twitter show interviews Viktor Orban of Hungary, the prime minister of Hungary, who is, as Steve Bannon said, Trump before Trump. He is their hero. They have openly said, the conservative writers have openly said, we need an Orban in America. What Hungary is doing is what we should be doing. Viktor Orban last year was so racist that his senior advisor and friend, who stood by his racism for years, Danielle, said, yeah, this is like Nazi talk. This is too much for me. That's how, like, he's so racist that his racist friend, he goes, this is too racist. And he left him. All right. That's, that's where Viktor Orban was last year, Danielle. And Tucker mm -hmm. Carlson interviewed him with another softball interview saying, this is our guy. What do you think will happen when one of the two major parties in America is now led by a man, Donald Trump, who voluntarily dined with Rick, Nick Fuentes, the leader of young white nationalists, and when given an opportunity to distance himself, realized, if I condemn him, I will lose part of my base. When he said years ago, very fine people on both sides and mm -hmm. you and me and black people and brown people were raising an alarm, taking things back full circle to our white colleagues. This will cause violence. This is racist. And what did they say? This was just a racial flare up, racially mm -hmm. tinged. And how do they describe the North Carolina shooter, the murderer, the terrorist who had swastikas on his friggin' weapon and the Rhodesia flag, Rhodesia folks, it's friggin' apartheid Africa, Rhodesia. That's it's another calling card. You know someone's a white nationalist when they start talking about Rhodesia. Okay, okay. Uh, what do they call him? They didn't say racist. You, you want to tell us how they described this? this I, guy? I feel like I, I feel like, and 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 let me just correct the record real quick because we're talking about the like there are so many shootings, and you just said North Carolina, but oh, we're sorry, talking my bad, about my bad. The, shoot, the shooter in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, the shooter in um, Jacksonville was the racist was a racist. Um, and I'm pretty sure they didn't call him a white supremacist, the media. The sheriff, however, said he's a racist and he hates black people. <laughs> like that was, I mean, the press conference was very quick. The sheriff was black, right? Was, if I remember. The sheriff was black. Yeah. <laughs> I was just <laughs> like, just so folks don't have any like, oh, I don't know. I know. Oh, it must be something else. He's like he hated black people. That's why he killed them. The swastika the gave story. it away. The swastika gave it away. Maybe it was just a sticker. Like, literally, <laughs> like, that's the kind of bullshit that, you know, that is said by the mainstream media. And I, I just, you know, and, and we have a friend. Uh, uh, one of one of our colleagues and uh, our, our producer just said, what did they call him? They called him a lone wolf. They called oh, him yeah. a lone wolf uh, That's right. uh, again, right? And I'm like, how many wolves does it take to create a pack? Mm. Right? Just like how many fucking bad apples in the police department does it take to have a poisoned orchard? Mm. Right? Like, let, let us stop. Stop mm. with looking for every other fucking excuse except for the facts that are lying in front of you. All of this, everything from Vivek to Trump 
to the white supremacist shooters because there have been multiple, whether they're shooting up a synagogue, a white woman who put up a, fl- a pride flag at her store, whether it's a black gr- a grocery store, whether it's a church, it's all the same. Yep. These people are drinking the Kool-Aid, the poison, and the media, and as our, our one of our friends said, Danielle, please start saying corporate media because we're mainstream media. And I disagree because I am not mainstream. If we were mainstream, to your point earlier, we would be rich, and we are not. We would have shows, because it's not for lack of intellect um, or passion. Um, So I I think that it is really important for folks to understand that words matter, Mm. that telling the truth matters, that just laying out the facts, Vivek Ramaswamy, conspiracy theorist, white supremacist, and dare I remind people, but I know every all the good people that listen to Democracy-ish know that you do not need to be white to be a white supremacist, to uphold yep. white supremacy. But it bears reminding, bears reminding. Right? Um, that all of these things, these people are ready, right? They are revved up and they are armed. Mm. And all I can say, I'll say this for my final thing, and then I'll turn it over to you, is that, folks, the times that we are living in are dangerous, but a deep reminder that we are the 70%. We mm-hmm. are the majority, and we need to start acting like it. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's bringing back things full circle. Uh, when Vivek was asked uh, about the shooting and i thank you for correcting the record because i there are so many shootings pasadena north carolina jacksonville he blamed it as racists often do on reverse racism that the people like you and me who talk about white supremacy are the real racists and it's reverse racism that caused a climate of racial hostility so the people talking about racism the people who are victims of racism the people who are trying to call out racism to extract racism from the American well so that we can all live out the American dream. We are the problems, Danielle, because we are making mm-hmm. people uncomfortable. So what we should do is play a game of taboo, never use the word racist or white supremacy, get to reconciliation without truth, somehow like magic, uh, and basically shut up and, and, and don't be so uppity. It doesn't work that way. And, and what people need to realize, especially people like Vivek, and this is why I tell them, and, and I, always get, I always trigger them when I say the following, they'll never love you. Vivek, Nikki, yep. go down the list. They'll never, Clarence, they'll never love you. They'll love yep. you when, only if they can use you. And when once you get useful. a little bit uppity and you go off script and improvise, they're going to be done with you. They're going to take you out yep. back and retire you. And if you're mm. white and you're listening to this, if you're, listen, if you're in the suburbs, bring things back full circle, you think, eh, I'm doing okay. I got a good job. I have a 401k. I'm in the suburbs. I have a good degree. I have a good education. They won't come after me. Think about the white mother of nine who is now dead in Pasadena. Mm. And think about the good-looking, youngish, suburban moms who got physically dragged out of the Tennessee hall simply for existing and demanding their rights what makes you think they won't come after you Mm. thank you for listening to democracy ish i'm danielle moody 
I'm racially tinged with Jahat Ali. <laughs> and we will be back next week, folks, if in fact we have a country left. Inshallah. <laughs>